Hey everybody, my name is Andrew Alvarez and I'm the Latino Conservative. Thanks for joining me. Love each and every one of y'all, even if you don't agree exactly with what I say, which about half of the people don't. But you know, that's politics for you. I am a political commentator. I come to you wherever I am in the country. This week I am in Texas. I'm, I'm in my hometown in Texas. Next week I'll be in San Antonio. So just, just kind of give you all a little heads up. The scenery changes every now and then. But you know, we've got a lot to talk about. But before we get into all of that, before, how did I say that? Before. There you go. That's a better way to say it. Before we get into all of that, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, share, drop me a comment. I've got a couple links down in the in my uh, bio, in my uh, description here to kind of show you how you can help me out, how you can support this, because I do this totally free. I don't charge anyone to do this. I don't have any big sponsorship, but every now and then you may see something out there that I post, kind of like an affiliate type thing. A lot of stuff has gone on so far. This is week two of 2021. The big thing on the agenda article on CNN, and y'all, I know that y'all have heard this, the House opens historic impeachment debate. So what's going on right now at the time of this filming, but so by the time you see this, the vote might have already happened. The House, the House of Representatives portion of Congress is debating on whether or not to impeach Donald Trump for a historic second time. If this impeachment inquiry goes through and it goes to trial, Donald Trump will be the first president to be impeached twice. Their reason. Their reason for doing this is basically insurrection. The definition of insurrection is basically doing bad stuff against the government. Okay. They said that he incited violence. Now, I know I played this clip in the last episode I did, but check out this clip again. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. 
and sadly the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before election day in November and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. If this was tea, this would fit a whole lot better. But this is coffee, you know. By the way, I've got these mugs. It's a little hard to see. I'll hold it up right here. If you click the link in the description, you'll also see a link to that mug. But they are saying that he incited violence. He didn't call for that. Protest, riot, if you want to say the activities that happened on the 6th at the Capitol. He didn't call for that. I'd pull up the tweet that he put on there, but, you know, Twitter banned his Twitter and deleted his stuff, so you can't see it anymore. But basically what he was saying was, hey, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Come on, Democratic Party. You know this is going to happen. He also pleaded with the people to not make it violent. Is that really um, inciting violence? Take a look at this clip or this uh, screenshot here. This is of my good buddy Colin Kaepernick. His account is still up. He's a blue check. It's a verified account. His statements in there are essentially worse than what Donald Trump was as far as inciting violence. So this is where I get into the uh, the conversation of what about equal rights? So what all does equal rights entail? It basically means that I have the right to do exactly what you have the right to do. No matter your color, no matter your, this, I should, shouldn't say color. I don't like that term. I like the skin tone, no matter your skin tone. You know, I'm a little darker than a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are darker than me. We all have the same rights, but it's not, it doesn't stop there. It stops at, you know, it doesn't stop actually. Every person, no matter how you identify, no matter uh, your preference, your origins, nothing. We all have the rights to do the same exact thing as the next person does. I agree 100% with that. Equal rights, equal treatment, equal justice. Those three things are key to this country. Without those three things, what are we? We're China. Communists. So I get that. You want equal and fair treatment. I get that. I appreciate that. I want that. But it doesn't stop there. You know, they say the road goes both ways. The door opens both ways. Either one of those. So if you are going to impeach a president who has how many days now? Less than 10 days of his term. What are you doing that for? Why? It's a political stunt. That's all it is. The last impeachment investigation cost us, what, $4 billion? Are you going to spend that much in less than 10 days? In fact, looking at my calendar here. Yeah, less than 10 days. Why not wait? See, here's the thing about that, though. 
when you go through an impeachment, it goes through the House first. They vote on whether or not to deliver the articles of, of impeachment to the Senate. Now, the Senate, they are out of session until the 19th. Joe Biden is inaugurated on the 20th and takes office on the 21st. What are you doing? This is headed up by Nancy Pelosi and her minions. Specifically, three that I know right now that are in my home area. Al Green, Sheila Lee Jackson, or Sheila Jackson Lee, I forget exactly what order it is, and Sylvia Hernandez. Those three representatives, I I had high hopes for, uh, I forget, Hernandez or Garcia, one of the, for Sylvia. I'll just call her that, you know, she's done some, some decent stuff. She served a lot of time as county commissioner. She did a lot of stuff for Harris County, and I appreciate that. But she kind of confirmed to me by, you know, my theory. Once you make the federal office, all of that goes out the window. I heard an interview one time saying that once you get sworn in to your seat in Congress, you're divided. Republicans go this way. Democrats go this way. Independents and libertarians go that way. And you're told it's not about what you want. It's about getting votes. It's about making the other person, the other party, not get what they want. A good friend of mine, very good friend of mine, best friend of mine, I should say. One of my best friends. I have a lot of best friends. Grew up with this guy, and I'm talking about since we were in elementary. We've been through some shit together. Pardon the French. We've been through some stuff. He told me, hey, I know you're running for Congress. Not right now, but you're going to run for Congress eventually. What's going to keep you from being just the puppet? Because the marionette is the star of the show, but the puppeteer holds the strings and tells him what to do. It's kind of deep. Now, he and I don't see eye to eye on political stances, and I appreciate that. I'm, I'm good with that. But that statement there kind of made me think, who's really in power here? It's not the people. Truthfully, I don't even think it's the politicians. Maybe a few of them. I think there is somebody out there. Big tech. Did I say that out loud? But I think there's somebody out there pulling the puppet strings of people like Nancy Pelosi, of people like Chuck Schumer, of people like Ted Cruz even. You know, Ted Cruz, you know, the guy, you know, had his back. He was standing up for um, the people. After the sixth happened, he just kind of did this. I'm not, I'm not doing it. He just said that. Now, why he did that, I don't know. Is there more stuff behind it that they're not telling us? Probably. But I still don't think Donald Trump incited the violence. If he incited the violence and he's going to get impeached for inciting violence, inciting insurrection, whatever they want to use, each and every one of those people in that last clip that's a politician that at an elected spot should go through the same thing. And in fact, let me bring this out right here, the Constitution. Nancy Pelosi has been hinting at Mike Pence 
saying that if he doesn't sign the 25th Amendment, which would basically take Donald Trump out of office forcibly, not by impeachment, but by just the signatures, a couple signatures, then she's going to do that. And she's going to invoke the 25th Amendment. And then she's also going to invoke the 14th Amendment with representatives that you and I selected, that you and I elected. Here's what they're stating, stating specifically. Article 3. It's hard to see. I know it's, all, it's a whitewash, but Article 3 of the 14th Amendment. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military under the United States or under any state who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislator or as an executive judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may by vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. So what they are saying is, what they're trying to say is that Republicans out there that, quote-unquote, big air quotes, endorsing insurrection or providing comfort to them, that they're going to kick him out by two-thirds vote. Well, I highly doubt that there's going to be a two-thirds vote because though the Democrats are going to officially hold all three offices, all three branches of the, uh, the, the government, two out of three, I should say, which is, you know, they, they hold the majority of the House and the, they hold the majority of the Senate, it's still pretty close to half. They couldn't get a two-thirds vote out of, out of that. There's too much party-line voting and at the end of the day, do they really want to do that? Well, the Democrats probably do want to that, do that because it will essentially take away a sitting elected official's First Amendment right directly. Because the First Amendment right specifically says Congress shall not make laws to prohibit uh, freedom of speech, press, religions, all of those. And this is Congress that is doing this actions. They are taking away these members' votes, voices, I should say. <clears throat> What's to keep them from doing that to individuals? Another thing that they are doing is people that are that stormed into the Capitol. I, you know, I'll say that. They stormed into the Capitol. They're taking them off of flight lists. What about everything that happened in the summer? Those people that vandalized the federal buildings there because it was a um, different cause. They get an exception. You know, the Constitution doesn't just pause. It doesn't pause for a pandemic. It doesn't pause for a cause. If you want that constitution to change for a cause, you go through the proper channels. I don't see the fairness there. 
I, I really don't. You could quite literally say that anyone who participated in any one of the riots over the summer is a domestic terrorist. You know, a lot of conservatives say that because they were. They're terrorizing local businesses. They're terrorizing individuals. You couldn't go into certain places with a conservative-viewed piece of clothing, whether it's a hat, a Trump hat, a MAGA shirt, or whatever. You couldn't do that without fear of getting beat. That's terrorism. Terrorism has many definitions, but to terrorize somebody is terrorism. It's not just the big flying planes into buildings things. You know, that's horrible as it is. It's not just blowing stuff up. That's horrible. It's terrorizing to cause terror. Domestic and foreign. Don't forget that. You guys that took that oath, that was part of it. So other things here, you know, Joe Biden is going to take office on the 21st. I really, I, I doubt that President Trump, no matter how many times he says the election was stolen, I highly doubt he's going to maintain office. Joe Biden's going to take office on the 21st. And, you know, I, I, I do, I, I'm sorry for my fellow conservatives, but that's just how it is. What I really implore that we don't do, they say two wrongs don't make a right. Don't go down the line of not my president because he is your president as well. Just like Donald Trump was the Democratic Party, the liberals, the socialists, he was their president for four years. So will Joe Biden, even though he may not make it the full four years. That's a whole different topic. I digress on that. But he's still going to be your president. So how I tell people. And I had to justify this once a few times as to why I was a Donald Trump supporter. When he gets out of office, I I'm not going to be. I won't be because he's a jerk. But when he is in office, as long as he's in office, I will be. And I will be Joe Biden's supporter, too. If Kamala Harris ends up taking presidency, too, even though we've gone round and round on stuff, literally, you know, cease and desist orders from Kamala Harris, I will be her supporter, too, because and this is my justification for this. I travel the country for a living. One week I was in Florida. The next week I was in Washington State, Seattle. It's hard to do that by a car. So I have to fly. I meet a lot of pilots. You know, I say hi to them as I'm getting on the plane. Say thank you as I'm getting off the plane. Never met a pilot I didn't like. However, if there was one that I thought was a jerk, I would fully support them as long as they were doing their job because I want them to start strong and I want them to finish strong. While they are my pilot, I want them to be successful because the results can be disastrous if they're not. Yes, most flights have a few turbulence every now and then. There is never, ever just a smooth ride. There's a few bumps every now and then, sometimes more bumps than others, but how that pilot reacts to that and how that pilot finishes his flight, that's what I remember him by. 
I remember the pilots by how they start it and how they finish it. If it's a successful flight, I am okay. I am okay. If that person was a murderer, I would totally hate the fact that they were a murderer. But they got me off the ground and they got me on the ground successfully. And I'm okay with that part. The other stuff, let it happen outside of my two, three hour flight. I, you know, oh, well, it's not my business anymore. But while he is my pilot, I want him to be successful. So with Joe Biden, if he's the president, when he's the president, I want him to be successful. And whoever the president is after that, I will offer my full support. In fact, this may seem weird, but I would like to join Joe Biden's team. Kind of weird, right? But I think he could use a nice conservative person, conservative mentality that's of a minority group, Latino specifically, that knows what it's like to grow up. You know, have to decide whether we're going to um, pay for bills, pay the rent, or buy some food, or whatnot. You know, sometimes we had to have food from the church. That was us growing up. My dad grew up in a house with a dirt floor. Okay, I know what it's like to be a Democrat person because I used to be. Heck, I voted for Obama. Go figure. But I think he could use a good person on that team. So I'm going to reach out to him and basically see what up. That would mean me getting out of the car business if, if he takes it. But you know what? I'd be okay with that because in the car business, what I do right now, reason, one of the reasons why I got into the car business is because I get to help people. And I got to the point where I was pretty good at helping people get into vehicles when they normally wouldn't, when other dealerships would say, no, you cannot get a car. And now I get to help salespeople. I get to help finance teams too, either whether it's learning new software or it's learning some processes on how to engage with their customer in a good way. So I'm helping people now further their careers. And if I was on one of those, one of his teams, I'd still be okay with that because I'd still get to help people, but on a bigger scale. People as in a group, not as an individual or individuals, but as a group. And I think I'd be able to be an asset that way. What do y'all think? It's kind of a weird question, right? I'm kind of rambling on this time, but I want to go back to that fair treatment. Twitter, obviously everybody knows, banned Donald Trump's account. Banned his campaign manager's account. They didn't ban Colin Kaepernick. But they posted a tweet about the Ugandan. Ugandan. One of those words I can't say. But out of, uh, of the Ugandan uh, elections. This is what it says. Basically, they are saying that voices shouldn't be censored during an election. Hmm... Okay. Now, I understand we're technically not in an election anymore, but how many posts did they remove during the elections? 
conservative posts specifically. How many posts did Facebook remove? Conservative posts did Facebook remove? I heard an interview. Actually, I saw the interview of a former employee of a contractor from Facebook who actually ended up working for Facebook saying that they were specifically told to remove certain terms. Like, no question asked. Specifically asked to remove certain terms. How is that fair? All conservative terms. Conservative results. Conservative posts. All conservative posts. Nothing liberal. Left-wing. Socialist. However you want to label it. It's all the same thing. But what they will do, they will treat us fairly, or I should say equally. And they have, they have the potential to go this way. Essentially, basically saying President Trump is guilty before he is innocent. He's got to prove his innocence. Essentially saying that anybody that was at the Capitol, they didn't necessarily have to make it in the Capitol, but if they were out, of the cap, out at the Capitol, they're guilty. They're being labeled as terrorists. They're being labeled as insurrectionists. They are being taken off of fly lists. They are being fired for their jobs specifically for being there. Now, I wanted to go there. I wanted to take some personal time off. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Not saying that my company would at all. I don't believe that they would. But I didn't want to risk it just in case. I, I, that's one thing I am blessed with is a company that lets me speak my mind as long as it doesn't go against guidelines. But that's, you know, pretty much anything. If you're, if I was out there on my own time, I didn't want to get mixed up with that. I could have, but I just didn't want to get mixed up with that because I didn't want to chance it. And one, I'm not stupid. I do believe in picking your battles. But had I been out there, and if I was just next to one of the guys, next to one of the guys that did something bad, I didn't do anything bad. I was just sitting there. Now, me personally, I would see that I would be um, guilty by association, guilty for not trying to stop them, whatever. That'd be my personal conscience. And I can promise you somebody else would have thought that same way, too. Someone I didn't know could have thought that same way, too. Then I would have been on the chopping block, not for my job, but the government, really. The feds, the police, the uh, media even. I would have risked my job because I would have risked being put on a no-fly list. If I can't fly, I can't travel. If I can't travel, I can't work. I would have been guilty until I proved my innocence. Now, what's to stop them from doing that to everybody else for anything? Now, I watch a channel on YouTube called Audit the Audit which is basically First Amendment auditors that have interactions with police officers specifically. Now, and, and I like that because I learn a lot from there. Not every First Amendment audit is valid. It's not. But if I get pulled over, I could be assumed guilty of anything. If the Democrats have their way and can make anybody who was at the Capitol, not necessarily in, but at the Capitol, 
guilty of terrorism, insurrection, and all sorts, so forth and so on. That could be it. We're done. But I could go in and create an autonomous zone in Portland, Seattle. I can go in and vandalize buildings, essentially steal people's livelihood because I destroy their small business. But I'd be able to get away with that because I'm not conservative. An autonomous zone, it's, it's a lawless zone, which is in the Bible. Go figure. You see a lot of stuff happening right now? Side question. That in the Bible... Going on right now? Hmm. Might want to look up, look that up. It's in this book right there. If you want a copy and you don't have a copy, let me know. I'll hook you up with one. I'll get you one. Won't charge you for it. Just drop me a comment if you do want one. But I see a lot of that potentially happening. And I'm, it scares me. It scares me to death. I saw a meme one time about Adolf Hitler comparing you know comparing Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler because you give someone the, the the premise of it was you give someone a stage you give someone a voice and they abuse it they take away all your rights well they're they're partly right on the on the the Adolf Hitler side Donald Trump isn't that he isn't compared to Adolf Hitler but the political party right now is not his political party they are similar to him in the way that he said how do you take away somebody's liberty one freedom at a time they're starting with the free speech freedom speech right now it's obvious they're starting with freedom of speech by trying to censor us on social media by saying we can and can't say something but they're doing exactly what they're accusing us of. So what's good for them is not good enough for us. We're just the peons that keep voting them in. That's hypocritical. That is basically saying, well, in fact, they did it. You know, who, who Andrew Cuomo is having parties, going to parties when his state is on lockdown. Gavin Newsom is going to high-end dinners and parties. While his state is on lockdown. Lori Lightfoot, same thing. Nancy Pelosi, same thing. These are all Democrat high-profile people that are doing what they're telling their people not to do. Now, what does that sound like? It sounds like China. China isn't this huge, rich nation. China is a party. You've got your high-end, high-class people that are rich, but they've got the poverty people here, which is the bulk of their population. You've got their street markets where people can barely make a living off of stuff that they catch or that they gather. And that's how they make their living. Barely. You've got high class. You got your little low class. They dig through garbage, through dumps to find food. That's China. Google it, YouTube it, or let me, let me put it, go to duckduckgo.com. Might be a better source for that, but go look for that. 
They've got huge cities, skyscrapers, fully built up, but they're ghost towns, uninhabited. They own lots of land over here. I shouldn't say they. People from China who are loyal to the CCP own land here. What's going to happen when they say, okay, well, you defaulted. We're going to take this land. Can that happen? I don't know. I'm not at that level yet to know that, but I know it's a possibility. So what do we do about it? Can you go to your uh, representatives, your, your federal representatives, U.S. representatives and senators? Can you do that? Quite frankly, I don't know. It sucks that I don't know. We could only go to our representatives so many times. One person, one person, you know, Troy Nails can only take so many calls. Michael Cloud can only take so many calls. Dan Crenshaw can only take so many calls. They've got to be there fighting at the same time, sitting at their seat in Congress, sitting in that huge auditorium, pushing their buttons, yes or no, debating. Well, what's going to happen? The vote is still going to go down party lines. No matter how right or wrong something is, it is still going to go down party lines. They're still going to make a bill, a coronavirus bill, only worth $600 per person individually. But they're, only, they're going to make that bill 5,000 pages long so the average person can't read it. They don't have the time to because we still got to go work. Guess who's not getting a stimulus package? Because I make just over the allotted amount. Don't bring home anywhere near that, but I make just over the allotted amount. I think this has to start at the local and the state level. I really do. There's a group that I, I'm a part of called Represent Us. Some of the viewpoints I don't agree with, but I totally am with the process and how they think we can get things done. Start locally. City council. If there's a change that, wants, that you want to be made, start it at city council and then go up from there. City council, county, state. If you get enough states going on, by that point in time, if you get your state to go on, other states are going to notice something's happening. Like, I'm for term, from term limits. I want term limits. I don't, you know, there, there can be debate on the uh, actual amount of time for term limits, but I'm for term limits. I've sent our state legislators and even Governor Greg Abbott himself, I sent them proposals or just ideas of how we can start term limits, which would be something, my idea would be limiting the amount of times a sitting representative can appear on a ballot. But that's a state level thing because each state has their own authority to run the elections how they want. But you get one state on, especially like Texas. Texas is a huge state. You get one state on, other states are going to follow. Then that's when you got the big movement. I think that's the only way we can do this, guys. I, I really do. There's too much party line affiliation in the federal government. And yes, I still want to run for a federal government. Can I make a change? I really do hope so. That's why I want to do that. Because I want to stand for the people. Both sides. Democrats and Republicans. Conservatives. Liberals. 
independence. I love y'all all. But I think we got to start at the state level, which is why I am starting locally instead of going jumping into the big game because I'd have no chance. I have no backing, no no financial backing yet. Costs about a million dollars to run one of those campaigns, and I'm no millionaire. None. People don't know me yet. Might be able to do it in Victoria. Could know a lot of people there, but not going to do it. Plus, I want to get my feet wet, learn the processes and all that good stuff first. You know, I'm rambling on right now. But either way, I think to start this, we got to do locally. If you want to um, prevent Twitter, Facebook, basically social media giants from censoring us, we got to make noise locally. They did it in Idaho. Idaho is blocking Twitter. Their ISPs are blocking Twitter. Did you know that? So just some food for thought. Start locally. Go up from there. Hey again, guys, thank you for letting me rant and rave and listening to me rant and rave. Drop me a comment. Let me know if there's anything you want me to cover. If there's anything you want more information on, if you need a Bible, let me know. Drop me a comment. I will hook you up. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. If you want to see how else, how you can help me out, check out the link in the description here. If you listen to this on Rumble, go to my YouTube channel, drop me a subscribe real quick. I could use all the subscriptions I can get. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, go check it out in Rumble. Guess where the link is? The description. Y'all have a good day. Thank y'all.